We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. This podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great content, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag PrincipalPLN or at PrincipalPLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. All right. Good morning, everybody. It's episode 72 of the Principal PLM podcast. It's Jessica and I this morning. Jessica, what's going on? Hey, well, aside from the fact that it's taken us 28 minutes to get this podcast started, thanks to technical difficulties, I'm doing um, good now. 28? I was thinking more like 58 because I started at like quarter of on Blab trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> yes, and bless her heart, we were trying to get Liz Garden on, um, a principal from, I believe, Maryland, um, but that, that didn't work either. So um, we're, we're still having a podcast, even though it's not what we planned, it's not on Blab, but we know how to do this Google Hangout business. Right. So <laughs> how's everything been going? you I, I mean aside from some random boxes i haven't talked to you since before break yeah yeah it's um i know it's been crazy um so okay here's what i want to hear because i okay. opened up my facebook the other day and i see this video of all these kids in a school getting blenders yeah nutribullet um so our school has been going through the healthy school or like partnering with the Healthy Alliance for or Healthy Generation. Um, so it's a process where you go through and you can, you know, apply to get like bronze, silver, gold, and um, 
it's been a process, right? So they give you a bunch of different things you have to fill out and then you start making changes within your school. So um, I guess this has been probably about a three or four year project. So slowly we've been getting better every year. Um, like adding in recess, adding in more recess time, adding in uh, healthier choices at lunch, um, discouraging uh, food as rewards in the classroom, um, discouraging parents bringing in cupcakes, um, stuff like that. We've, you know, put in like workout Wednesday and, you know, all this, all this other kind of stuff that has really helped transform our school into a healthy school. So, um, the coordinator of our program, uh, Stephanie Mulbier, was at a, a conference where we were getting a silver a silver medal for all of our hard work and uh, came across this Nutribullet University uh, grant. And basically, uh, I think there were five schools that, that received it nationwide, and we were one of them. And it's $15,000. Each kid in our fourth grade got a Nutribullet to take home. And every day for 90 days, uh, and the grant pays for all this, uh, they have smoothies in the afternoon. So that is uh, so cool. I uh, want to come there, man. I know. I know. Actually, the fourth graders got a Nutribullet. Yes, 50 fourth graders got one. Okay. So, do they, do they keep them at school or do they take them home? We have like four or five that we have at school that we use uh, to do the the blending, like we do it around two thirty every day. Okay. Um, but no, they each have a personal one that they they took home to their family. Yeah, and uh, the cool thing is, um, you know, so all the the fruits, vegetables, the stuff that we're putting in there, you know, we have to go pick up, but it's all paid for uh, through the grant. So the kids. Uh, on that kickoff day, I don't know if you saw it, like in the pictures on on Facebook, but they all got their finger pricked, and they got they took some blood samples, um, which the parents were you know all on board with. They had to sign it, and some parents were even there. They got their cholesterol checked, they got their blood sugar checked, and then their blood pressure, and then their I believe their height and weight. So then after ninety days, they're going to do that again to see how the kids did. Um, just out of curiosity knowing my school's population i wonder did you through going through that those tests did you happen to discover that any of your students have some health concerns that maybe they weren't aware of that's a great question i don't know um because it we just did the kickoff on wednesday so i don't okay. know if they have any of that information yet but i'm sure if something comes up that's out of the ordinary i guess they would let us yeah. know but yeah i mean you know it and the thing that i was curious about was that because i have cholesterol issues so i always have to get my blood taken every like six months or something like that or Ooh, if i push wow, it off. i'm surprised yeah but they have to take like a couple vials of that stuff and test it. Like they said that oh, yeah. just from the, for the kids, they just were doing the little, like little prick on their yeah. finger. Okay. So I want to know why am I, why do I have to give up all this blood? Well, over it? <laughs> quit being a baby. I they're am probably, such a baby. They're probably just, they must be just doing like a basic screen and you, they're doing everything because you've got issues. So I do. Well, I do have issues. I think, yeah, you I think they're checking for, for other things. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
but yeah, it's been it's been really a culmination of all the hard work and effort that our healthy and we have a healthy school PLC that meets um, wow. monthly and we plan events like we've done everything from like 5Ks to color runs to um, dance parties. We use Go Noodle a lot. I mean, it's it's pretty extensive what we've done over the last couple of years uh, as a team putting all this together. And it hasn't been easy because if you know anything about running an elementary school and it's like no cupcakes, no food as reward, like that's it was really a big um, mind shift wow. that we had to do. I know um, I visited a school one time that had, you know, a health, lot of policies in place like that for healthiness. Um, and even staff couldn't carry around like a coffee cup. Like when I was there and I had my Starbucks cup in hand and they're like, no, you can't come out in the building with that. And I was like, really? oh, oh, no, I could never. No, this is not the school for me. If we I still, can't carry a coffee cup. Yeah. <laughs> we still drink coffee and stuff. But like, I mean, it, yeah, it has changed our you know, it has changed the, like what we do, you know, as a staff, um, like, you know, the traditional thing, especially like about like principals and stuff like, okay, I'm going to, you know, for the staff meeting, I'm going to bring in like donuts and, you know, croissants. If and I don't have chocolate, my staff go nuts. Yeah. We don't, we don't do that kind of stuff anymore either. You bring carrots and celery. Yeah. But there's plenty, there's plenty of other options and our cafeteria has gotten awesome. Like, like, everything that's in there like meets all the guidelines and stuff. So, um, you know, every so often, like our cafeteria manager will, you know, highlight something new that tastes really good, but it meets all the healthy criteria. Um, the other thing that we do pretty often is the, the biggest loser. So, um, we actually got the district, we did, issued a challenge to the district. There's 11 schools in the district and I think eight are participating. So we're doing a district-wide um, biggest loser this year, and um, for our school, we decided because we've done it a couple different ways, like individual rewards or uh, small group teams. So we just assembled a, a school-wide team. Um, you, no one had to pay to get into it, and we're just doing it to motivate each other. Yeah. And I think in I think in one week, collectively, and we have about. I think about I think it was like 30 people that that joined we lost like a total of 110 pounds like so everybody's like motivating each other and it's really it's really pretty cool so we do have something similar um, for staff wellness um, where right now it's I think it's called the 10 for 10 like you pay ten dollars in the beginning but then if you lose ten dollars or if you lose 10 pounds you get twenty dollars back oh that's cool weigh in each week um and then the, i can't remember what it's it's like the million pounds challenge it's something nationwide and um we log in each week to log either you can be doing weight loss or focusing on like um amount of exercise per week mm -hmm. and then i can't remember like how much like my challenge is like to do two hours of exercise a week i think and then for each hour of exercise 10 pounds of food is donated to our local food pantry oh that's cool together as we are logging in and you know and recording this uh you know then food is being donated to to that in our community hmm. uh, yeah that's pretty cool yeah i mean i think it's important to do this kind of stuff and also to for us as educators the model you know, healthy lifestyles, because uh, so often, I think our kids, you know, they have, 
Well, at least this is where this is where it hit me, right? So when we were talking with the the uh, our representative from the Alliance for Healthy Generation, and I fought it for a while too. I was like, I don't understand why you can't use food as reward, or you can't, you know, have uh, cupcakes. Like, what's the big deal? And it's interesting the way the guy was explaining it, and what the research shows is like we get kind of imprinted on how we look at food at an early age. So if every time that you do something great, it's like okay, let's go out to dinner or let's eat, you know, and we start having these like associations with food that it's like like it's reward reward like you did this like oh i worked out today so now i can eat more you know and that's what kind of gets us tripped up as adults and then it's funny like as he was talking i started thinking to myself I'm like that's right like i you know you're talking I, about everything that i do myself like, yes yeah exactly I'm getting a frappe <laughs> i was like oh my goodness like that it, it totally hit me and he goes yeah he's like it really I, he had to start changing like he started like really small like he said like he had a birthday party one time he's an adult male and he's like i invited everyone over and we went for a bike ride like you went for a bike ride he's like yeah because like, i want that i want them to realize that like you have a birthday that doesn't mean that you have to eat all this food and drink all this you know uh you know sugary drinks or whatever and i was like that's right like we really have a weird association with food and mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do with how you're imprinted as a child you know, you're telling me this the day after we went to a buffet last night. And <laughs> because, you, because you had a hard week, right? <laughs> no, I just didn't want to cook supper. Right. No, no. I, I do it all the time. Oh, we had a hard week. Let's go out. Let's, yes. you know. You know um, so, it. I don't know. It, it started to make sense to me. And I'm not saying that I've, you know, I, I'm... You know completely changed my life and i don't eat anything that's you know not appropriate or i don't like use food as a reward because i certainly do but i will tell you this though in 2015 i lost 40 pounds like i had really let myself go and was really oh. having struggles with like weight and um oh, oh. liz joined liz is <laughs> hey, liz. hello well, we were just catching up, and I was actually just going to say that, Spike, what you're saying really leads into the topic we wanted to talk about today, which is work-life balance, because if you don't have balance, you can let yourself go to gain 40 pounds of stress, right? Yeah. Is that oh, what happened? That's exactly what happened. Hey, Liz, can you hear us? But we can't hear you. Oh, no, it's like a replay of an hour ago. Now you muted yourself. Yeah, but you muted yourself. Oh dear. Um, yeah, you have to go into your settings, uh, Liz, in the top of the Google Hangout, and there's a right above Spike's head. Yeah, there's a settings bar in there. Just make sure that your microphone, the the proper microphone, is turned on. I know this because I've been on the other side of that so many times where people. Are coming. <laughs> so. Yeah, as she's working on her yeah. uh, microphone Liz there. has been trying to be joining us forever for the first time. We um, will make sure. If this doesn't work out, we're going to make sure we get her. We'll have her sometime, yeah. Week. And so I follow Liz on Twitter, but I also um, am in a Voxer group with her that our whole focus of that Voxer group is work-life balance. Um, and we're together we're reading The Mindful School Leader, which we had the authors of that book on in the spring. Yeah. Um, Valerie and can't remember. Kirsten. Kirsten. Yeah. Yeah, we still can't hear you. I'm sorry. 
You can throw some things in the chat, Liz, and then we're definitely going to have yeah. you. Uh, so we're reading that book again together. However, we're usually behind and we're not caught up at all. Like we've been on one chapter for like two months, I think. But because we've been doing, you know, work-life balance, like trying to, like this is the only boxer group that doesn't get busy over the weekend because people are trying to, um, you know, unplug and enjoy their family and relax and refresh. Mm -hmm. um, there have been... Um, I guess you could call them challenges in there, like there was the lunch challenge, and that was to stop working and eat lunch, like for more than two minutes. Um, and it was funny how many people couldn't even accomplish that. Like we would check in and like nobody had lunch that day. Um, or, you know, it was while walking around the lunchroom on lunch duty. Um, trying to think of what the other more recent challenge was. I don't know. We, we bring up things to try to challenge each other to get life balance in there. Um, and But as busy principals, it's very easy for most of us to fail at that because we let our jobs consume everything that we do. Yeah, oh, it's not checking email in the morning. Checking Thank email. Yeah. Not checking email in the morning before you leave your house. So, you know, do your thing, get ready, be mindful in the morning, and then go to work. Because otherwise you, you know, you read that email that, you know, gets your blood boiling and then your drive to work is, you know, being angry about that email or whatever. It's interesting because I just read um, Essentialism, the disciplined pursuit of doing less, and because um, somebody had recommended that it might be something good for, you know, the work-life balance and the stuff that we've been talking about, and it's so true. Like, uh, there's a lot of you know sort of mindfulness, you know, under undercurrents in there, but um, you know, also the, like the ability to say no. Like, I think a lot of people who are so driven you know, get caught up in this, well, you know, I can check email all the time, I can um, I can work a lot of hours because, you know, I want to be the best principal or I want to get another job or, you know, whatever it is. And then what happens is you start spreading yourself out too thin and it just doesn't work. And if you look at the people who are, um, you know, the like most successful like entrepreneurs or business people or, you know, top level, you know, nonprofits or CEOs or whatever, um, they actually only focus on a couple of things at a time, like two or three things. Yeah, I, I, I you've mentioned that book so many times. It's on my to read list. I need, I need to essentialize and read that one. Um, but yeah, no, saying no to things is definitely a fault of mine. Um, just this last week, I was asked to join somebody in in a presentation, and at first I said yes, and then when I looked at my calendar and realized you know, everything that has to go in for planning for that and the week that it's happening of everything else I have going. And it it pained me to say, hey, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to say no because right. what that's going to mean to the rest of my life. And, oh, it's so hard. Yeah, and there's so many, like, little bits and pieces of this too because, um, like, Liz had just put something in the chat about taking, you know, email off their their phone because we have Which, our phones with us. With that's each other. the best thing ever. yeah. And I haven't done it either, but I remember, like, you know, that was something that Kurt Reese had talked about yeah. because – and Kurt seems like an essentialist because, like, his whole thing is about like, getting to inbox zero, um, you know, scheduling time to work on your email just like you would anything else, but then not making it – not allowing it to disrupt your dinner conversation or your time that you spend at home with your family. Yes. Yeah. No, I took email off my phone, and I have no regrets. 
Um, I still don't bring my iPad home for quick access. The only time I can check my email is if I pull the laptop out and open it up and log in, and that's a lot of extra steps. So, um, and I don't usually do that until after my kids are in bed. Yeah, and it's not like I don't do work, you know, over the weekend. In fact, I oh, or I, at home. Yeah, I mean, I I still think you can have a work-life balance uh, and not just like it. That's different than just working bell to bell because I, I do know that there's a lot of people that sort of can play that card like yeah hey that's what I do I just work bell to bell um, I don't think you could be a successful educator and work bell to bell no. <laughs> so I you know I, I think it's it's more about the quality and the mindfulness that you put into the time uh, that, that you're working on things and and being um, disciplined with it you know like for instance like for me I know I tend not to do much with work on Saturday and then it's like on Sunday I'll spend an hour or two getting prepared for the week and getting my weekly together and all that kind of stuff but I'm also trying to model to the teachers like yeah you should spend some time on Sunday preparing yourself for the week because then you're going to be like you know what's going on you can you can um, like that's one of the things the tenets of essentialism is you create your day you know what are you going to do today don't allow others to create or dictate what you're going to do Mm -hmm. uh, throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we, I guess this is a good time to announce that um, you and Teresa and I were at it again for writing because um, we would like to put together a book for principles on work-life balance or getting a life. I think we jokingly call the title of the book Get a Life. For yes, principles. that was your, your um, idea. So we actually, we're wanting to hear from people and get, you know, really gather some data or some information. So we're going to have a survey that we will have um, in the show notes for this um, just to gather information on, you know, different administrators, how many years they've been in, in this. Because I wonder, you know, do you get better at balancing as you have been in this um, position longer or, um, you know, how many are just in the first few years of it and don't think that they're going to make it with the, you know, um, the rate that they're going with how much they're having to work every week because it's hard to sustain, um, you know, a lack of work-life balance. So. Oh, yeah. Like if you look at, like if you were to like track the data on what I worked or how I worked the first, you know, two years of being oh. a principal, it would be, you know, it, it would be immense. But, you know, and I think part of that I needed to, like I needed to establish routines and I needed to be able to, you know, get back to people and figure things out. And then once things, you know, balance out, um, I think I, I try to work smarter, not harder. Now, poor Liz, she's still here with us in the podcast, even though she can't talk, but she said that having a baby forced her to find balance, um, although she's not sure if she recommends that for everyone. But yeah, I... I had a baby my second year, I think, which actually in my case, I think it added way more stress um, because there wasn't a sub for me when I was out, so I was going in late at night with a baby in tow. But, oh, my God. You know, having, having younger kids does help you to have to find balance um, or get more stressed. I don't know. I can, I can go both ways with that. Yeah, and then when they get older, you're you're able to, to to go back to doing things because they're they're more independent. Like my kids are eight and eleven now, uh, and it's uh, whew, it's so much easier. I think. I mean, in many ways, it's it's more challenging because they're you know they're going through that you know sort of preteen you know stage. But you know their independence has soared, and therefore 
I don't feel as guilty about either going out for a run or going to the gym or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, because some most of the time they don't want to spend with me anyway. <laughs> so you know, like it, it's it, there is there is definitely a cycle. But it's, you know, I think um, if we could get some data from school administrators, uh, it would really be helpful. To, like as we as we work through this, because we we have an outline of of what we think. Um, you know the whole work-life balance is going to look like and how it's going to you know play out in the book but I really would love to hear from some people so there's parts in the survey that if you want to be part of the book that you can you know either write vignettes or if you wanted us to uh, interview you for a little bit more of an extensive time like we would be interested in doing that because we really want to highlight some of the the tips and the the tools of the trade that people are doing um, you know, because I think, especially with a lot of people who've gotten into social media, it's really difficult to, like, where, you know, the, the lines become very blurred. I have nothing to add. You have nothing to add? <laughs> You're like, those, those lines aren't blurred anymore. Oh, no, 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 it totally no. is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, I, I think that was it for me. Like I became a principal, and then I would say five or six months later, then I got on the social media. So for me, it was all new. It was all new at the same time, and um, I don't know. I, I don't know how how others are are balancing that. I mean, I certainly when I follow some of our, you know our friends and I see the things that they're doing, like I, I worry about them. There's there's a lot of people out there I worry about because it's like the amount of times that they're blogging and they're doing presentations and they're working full-time jobs and they have a family you know it's like where do you find the balance yeah yeah so hopefully and, and not feel guilt over it and not um, you know that feeling of oh God, I should I should be doing that I should I should try that I should be doing more I should um, oh who was it Jessica Cabin um, a principal in Minnesota called it Twitter envy. Uh, yeah. Like things that people are tweeting about and thinking, oh gosh, I should be doing that. Um, so how do we how do we get rid yeah, of? Yeah, you have to. It's it's really hard. You know what, though, even without social media, I know principals who are not on social media and they are dying because of how much you know they're the hamster or the gerbil running on the wheel trying to get everything done because this job is like an impossible task. I yes, I agree. I agree. Um, and then the the fact then you're you're gonna say to them well hey why don't you check out this thing called Twitter or you know Voxer and they're like why am I, I gonna do that yeah exactly yeah. so um, I think people on both sides are struggling for work life balance yeah and and you know there are more resources out there th than there have been um, but I think there's there's so much more work that needs to be done in this area especially like even looking at like grad schools and um, you know, principal preparation programs, you know, how much time are they spending on, you know, helping people to, to, to balance their, you know, especially like as an aspiring administrator. I mean, I was trying to sign up for everything, anything I could do to, to, to get that. Wait, are you saying they should include the topic of work-life balance in one of the, the courses for becoming an administrator? I totally agree, yes. That, that's a total novel idea. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't, I don't think they spend much time of, 
on it. Or, I'm just thinking of how many principals I know that didn't that didn't make it in their position because of like burnout. Right. That's just thinking of how many I know, and then how you know how many are there really all around that got completely burnt out. I I agree. So there's there's a lot of work to be done in that area. Right. Well, so thank you, Liz, for joining us, even though it's in um, solitude and little notes. And she's going to go get some work-life balance right now and go uh, take her little daughter to music together, which sounds really fun. That does sound cool. And how do we connect with Liz? Liz's Twitter handle? We just had it. Hold on. Maybe Liz will type it in here faster than me. She's at Principal Garden. Garden, and I'm saying that must be like a like a double meeting, like Garden, you know, like Principal Garden, like to make a garden, and that's also her last name. Yeah, you could do a lot with that last last name. That yeah. would be way more exciting than Johnson. Life's a garden. Dig it. Life is a garden. Yes. It's the Stop best life. Smell the roses. Yes, the there's garden. so much there. And and what level is she at? She's an elementary principal, I believe, in Maryland. Okay. Um, I could totally be wrong. She is her Twitter handle. Um, she's a book loving, forever learning, wannabe writer, elementary principal who is passionate about making a difference. Um, and her uh, blog is Floral Monday Morning Musings. Okay. Maybe that's maybe that's a staff blog. Yeah. But you can find that on our Twitter bio. So um, for those of you who are still listening with us, um, make sure you check out our show notes so that you can um, take a couple minutes for that survey. It, you know, most of it is just multiple choice. Pick one of these and then you can add more if you want or if you want us to contact you possibly, um, that will be in there. We hope lots of people and okay. we'll be hopefully talking more on work-life balance in the future as long as we can figure out our tech issues of inviting other people on here. <laughs> All right. All, All right, right, Jess. Okay. Say? Principal PLN out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to ixl.com slash B to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's ixl.com slash B-E.